Welcome to Coffee with Christ. I'm your host, Nicole Jones, and you are listening to episode 26. My favorite time of the day is early in the morning when I sit down and have coffee with Christ. I covered my experience with it in the intro if you want to go back and listen, but basically I started to apply everyday ordinary relationship tools in my relationship with God, and that meant sitting down, having a cup of coffee, and listening. I don't do it every day, but on the best days I do, so I thought it would be interesting to help you do the same, and so this podcast was born. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, I hope this becomes part of your routine and part of how you come to know God just a little bit better than you did the day before. First, we'll start with a few minutes to clear our minds and center our hearts. Then I'll read a passage of Scripture. As a reminder, I read from the New Living Translation to help us hear Scripture in a new way. You can follow along in your Bible, but my hope is that you'll just listen That's actually how God's people heard it when it was brand new. At the end, I'll guide you through some questions to help you ponder the passage more. I truly believe God's Word changes people. It changes them verse by verse and chapter by chapter. It's a magnificent and marvelous thing, these ancient words that are written for us and have stood the test of time. So let's get started by being still. Use the next few minutes to thank God for who He is and what He's done.
Over the last month, we've heard about the creation story, the fall of mankind, and its continual spiral into corruption. God executed judgment on those who were immoral through the Great Flood and then scattered everyone in countless directions when they were exalting themselves at the Tower of Babel. The thread of covenant continues throughout the book of Genesis, starting with God's covenant to never again destroy the earth with a flood. He also made a covenant with Abraham to give him land and countless descendants that would bless all the inhabitants on the earth. Last week, we said goodbye to Abraham and Sarah and studied God's continued faithfulness to his covenant with Abraham through the life of Isaac. We heard how Isaac prayed for his wife to bear a son and saw God give him a double portion through the birth of twins, Jacob and Esau. Their relationship was, well, complicated. Let's keep reading their story in Genesis chapter 26. A severe famine now struck the land, as had happened before in Abraham's time, so Isaac moved to Gerar, where Abimelech, king of the Philistines, lived. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. Live here as a foreigner in this land, and I will be with you and bless you. I hereby confirm that I will give all these lands to you and to your descendants, just as I solemnly promised Abraham, your father. I will cause your descendants to become as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give them all these lands. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. I will do this because Abraham listened to me and obeyed all my requirements, commands, decrees, and instructions. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. When the men who lived there asked Isaac about his wife, Rebekah, he said, She is my sister. He was afraid to say, She is my wife. He thought, They will kill me to get to her because she is so beautiful. But sometime later, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out his window and saw Isaac caressing Rebekah. Immediately, Abimelech called for Isaac and exclaimed, She is obviously your wife. Why did you say she is my sister? Because I was afraid someone would kill me to get to her, Isaac replied. How could you do this to us? Abimelech exclaimed. One of my people might easily have taken your wife and slept with her, and you would have made us guilty of great sin. Then Abimelech issued a public proclamation. Anyone who touches this man or his wife will be put to death. When Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted, for the Lord blessed him. He became a very rich man, and his wealth continued to grow. He acquired so many flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle and servants, that the Philistines became jealous of him. So the Philistines filled up all of Isaac's wells with dirt. These were the wells that had been dug by the servants of his father Abraham. Finally, Abimelech ordered Isaac to leave the country. Go somewhere else, he said, for you have become too powerful for us. So Isaac moved away to the Gerar Valley, where he set up their tents and settled down. He reopened the wells his father had dug, which the Philistines had filled in after Abraham's death. Isaac also restored the names Abraham had given to them. Isaac's servants also dug in the Gerar Valley and discovered a well of fresh water. But then the shepherds from Gerar came and claimed the spring. 
This is our water, they said, and they argued over it with Isaac's herdsmen. So Isaac named the well Essek, which means argument. Isaac's men then dug another well, but again, there was a dispute over it. So Isaac named it Sitna, which means hostility. Abandoning that one, Isaac moved on and dug another well. This time, there was no dispute over it, so Isaac named the place Rehoboth, which means open space, for he said, at last, the Lord has created enough space for us to prosper in this land. From there, Isaac moved to Beersheba, where the Lord appeared to him on the night of his arrival. I am the God of your father Abraham, he said. Do not be afraid, for I am with you and will bless you. I will multiply your descendants, and they will become a great nation. I will do this because of my promise to Abraham, my servant. Then Isaac built an altar there and worshipped the Lord. He set up his camp at that place, and his servants dug another well. One day Abimelech came from Gerar with his advisor Ahuzath and also Phicol, his army commander. Why have you come here? Isaac asked. You obviously hate me since you kicked me off your land. They replied, We can plainly see that the Lord is with you, so we want to enter into a sworn treaty with you. Let's make a covenant. Swear that you will not harm us just as we have never troubled you. We have always treated you well, and we sent you away from us in peace. And now look how the Lord has blessed you. So Isaac prepared a covenant feast to celebrate the treaty, and they ate and drank together. Early the next morning, they each took a solemn oath not to interfere with each other. Then Isaac sent them home again, and they left him in peace. That very day, Isaac's servants came and told him about a new well they had dug. We found water, they explained. So Isaac named the well Sheba, which means oath. And to this day, the town that grew up there is called Beersheba, which means well of the oath. At the age of 40, Esau married two Hittite wives, Judith, the daughter of Beri, and Basamath, the daughter of Elon. But Esau's wives made life miserable for Isaac and Rebekah. This is the word of the Lord. Praise be to God. What stood out to you today? Did anything surprise you? Does anything sound familiar to you? Does anything remind you of a situation in your life?
think of how God interacted with each of these people in their stories. Now think about God's bigger story. How does this fit in and what purpose does it serve? Father, like Isaac, we live in this land that is not our home. We thank you for being with us and for blessing us along this journey and look forward to the day when we finally inherit our promised land. Amen. Thanks for listening to this 26th episode of Coffee with Christ. Let's invite someone to be changed by God's Word because it changes us verse by verse and chapter by chapter. Have a wonderful day and join me tomorrow for our next episode.